0: This is a Dude Studios production, and hey, I'm the Dude. back to hey bartender podcast i'm your bartender for the evening you can call me anthony don't call me tony because you'll never uh, get an answer back from me trust me anyway so how y'all doing tonight have to sit back relax and let's enjoy the show people uh of course we got to start off with the like we do every show we got to start off with a drink special and today's drink special comes from a, a person that follows me and hopefully uh Good friend, uh, good friend and supporter of the show. Uh, on Instagram, their name is Adventures in Drinks and Bars. That's all one word. Go uh, check them out on Instagram. They emailed me one day and said, got a drink for you. It's called Balloon Fart. It's one ounce Crown Royal whiskey, one ounce Kahlua, and one ounce Bailey's. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you how this conversation went just because they were really cool with me about it. And, I, you know, I thank them, you know, politely, because I encourage everybody to send me your uh, send me your drinks. Tell me about some new stuff, because, hell, I'm interested. And I said, thank you. That sounds like a duck fart, uh, but served in a bigger glass, much bigger. I mean, there's three ounces of liquor in this thing. Uh, I said, do you layer it? And they said, yes. Yeah. so a duck fart is the American or any other whiskey but since this is canadian whiskey it's called a loon fart it's actually shaken with ice till cold and i promised them that i would uh mention it on the podcast and give them total credit for it adventures in drinks and bars and uh they are said that they're fans of my podcast so i love hearing from my fans from my podcast that is totally cool for me and uh go out And try the loon fart. Just remember, it's three ounces of liquor. That's uh, Crown Royal whiskey, one ounce Kahlua, and one ounce Bailey's. Shake the shit out of it until it's nice and cold. And uh, serve in a glass that can fit all of that. Wow. You know, ever since Randy Lynn Lambert, who has a movie coming out, or that's already out actually, uh, called Save Me, she told me uh, to make her drink, you got to shake the shit out of it. Some of my friends, they listened to this uh, that podcast when she was on here, and they said, okay, j- I'm sure they were joking. They said, okay, now what is shake the shit out of it? What exactly is the definition of shake the shit out of it? And I said, anywhere between a Polaroid picture and Nicki Minaj. And so there you go. That's uh, this bartender's definition of shaking the shit out of something. But remember, people, uh, go support Randy Lynn Lambert, uh uh, Santa, Santa Fe, New Mexico's Bartender of the Year. She uh, is in a movie called Save Me. Go check it out and uh, show your support for one of your fellow bartenders who is an, also an aspiring actress. Um, i got to find my way to go see it. So far, I've only seen it's been in various small theaters uh, uh, in various locations, but uh, nowhere near where I live because... I live on the corner of no and where like Luke Skywalker once said, if there's a bright side of the universe, I'm on the planet that's farthest from. So anyway, we, uh, let's get on with the show here, ladies and gentlemen. I really didn't, you know what, before I started this show, it kind of had a plan and in, in a direction, uh, up until I hit the record button. Then all of a sudden something else popped into my mind and I haven't been able to really get rid of it. I'm, for some of you people that don't realize uh, or can't see me, which should be all of you because uh, I don't even have a webcam set up on this computer. Uh, I do a lot of this on the fly. And, you know, sometimes I write some notes and uh, of specific things that I want to talk about. But, you know, there's this thing that popped into my head, and I haven't really been able to shake it. And it's been in my head for the last couple of weeks. And it was a period of bartending that, I don't, it, it was, it was a rough period. Let's just call it a rough patch. Now, here's the question that I want to present to all of you people. When you're bartending and you got shit going on in your personal life, uh, whether it's family, friends, whatever, do you take that into your bar with you? I mean, okay. The job is the bartender. And server uh, is to make everybody feel welcome make them feel comfortable and uh, you know ser- serve them what they want and uh, bartenders have to do a little bit more entertaining because we have uh, don't have as much ground to cover as the server does because the server has to jump from table to table and uh, you know seem like they're happy to see you and uh, you don't have to pretend like they're family. You don't, not all of us work at the Olive Garden, but there every once in a while when I was bartending, something would happen in my life and I would try my hardest to not bring that into work with me. And because, you know, because I'm looking forward to trying to entertain my uh, entertain my customers. I'm looking to make some money because as long as they're happy, they're more willing to tip. And, but every once in a while you hit those walls where you just don't think you can make it over. And like, if you're in my case, you tried your best to hide it because I don't want anybody else knowing about my problems. It's none of their damn business, but I was always quick to help out uh, my fellow Servers and bartenders and uh, cooks, anybody that worked in my restaurant, because I thought of them as the close friends, close family, just because that's, uh, that's the way it gets in most restaurants. We all become very close. And if I saw that one of my coworkers was having a little bit of a rough patch, sure, I'd try to help them out a little bit by trying to deflect uh, uh, some of the things that might trigger them to have an episode of some kind. I'd do my best to, uh, uh, you know, try to, uh, try to take, uh, take them and uh, make life a little bit easier for them until they got through that rough patch. That was just the way I worked. But for some reason I had trouble allowing people to help me. Most of the time I kept my mouth shut when it, uh, when it came to that sort of thing. Now, uh, like for example, uh, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, her, uh, one of her family members was very sick, and uh, they were worried for uh, quite a while that it was going to be terminal. And some days were easier for her, and uh, some days were really rough because uh, things, you know, she just sat back and thought, you know, this this is horrible. I, I don't know how what what's going to happen. She she was scared about what uh, what was in her future for uh that particular family problem and me being who i am i you know would you know just i i comfort people by telling jokes but i have to sift through a lot of stuff in my head to make sure that it's an appropriate joke because you say the wrong thing at the wrong time no matter how good the joke is you they can hate you for a couple days and but, like I said, being family and uh friends when you're working behind the bar, they eventually forgive you, and oh shut up phone and uh it's made a you know, stupid email on my phone made me lose my train of thought'm I'm gonna i'm gonna sue that uh sue whoever he just emailed me uh for making me lose my train of thought that's affecting my podcast, but uh something simple you know uh practical joke or something like that something uh well it wasn't really a practical joke but i could see that her mind was wandering she used to like to come behind the bar when she uh when all of her serve when all of her customers were pretty much set up they all had their drinks they all had their food everybody was content and then she'd just come by and uh come behind the bar and stand stand next to me for a little bit and just to joke around without saying anything uh i'd grab one of the rubber bands that came off the uh rolls or came on the bill dollar bills in my till and i'd take the rubber band and act like i was going to snap her with it and then she'd get this worried look on her face no and i i wouldn't do it because it hurts but you know it was just me kind of clowning around a little bit that was the whole point of it but uh, You know, eventually I've had friends, they, uh they come over to me and then they eventually start talking to me about whatever problem uh, that they had behind the bar. And they, I, you know, it was that, that was the whole point. We kept it within in-house. We didn't tell our customers about it. We didn't try to, well, there were, I can think of one or two cases where their uh, server tried to use. Uh, whatever was going on in their life to as pity tips who hasn't done that from time to time. Come on. But uh, my servers would eventually uh, come over and just talk to me. And uh, there were, there was one time where a girl told me that she was having a hard time with her husband and she uh, was uh, thinking about a relationship with another guy and at first this was back when I first started bartending I had no idea how much bartenders get to hear and she was sitting there saying don't tell anybody but and I was like why are you telling me and that that was just the way uh you know the way I was back then I started to understand a little bit more that bartenders uh get to hear a lot more than maybe psychologists Maybe is it because of the alcohol? Eh, who knows. But the the whole thing was, it felt like after a while, a lot of my coworkers would use me as a sounding board, and it's like, okay, I'm i uh, I'm about to say something, and I need to know what a rea- I need to have a reaction. I need to know if that somebody th- you know if somebody thinks it's okay, or is it uh, or is this insanely stupid. Or what's going on? So they come over to me and they say, "Listen, uh, I got this problem." And so they talk to me about it, and they say, "Please, please, 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 don't tell anybody." And I'm always like, "Yeah, no problem. I'm not going to say a word to anybody." But within, oh, let's say a week, uh, they've talked to about two dozen other people about it too. So that's where I came up with the uh, came up with the idea that I was being used as a sounding board before uh, they ran out and started revealing to the rest of the world what exactly is going on in their life but me I was different uh, I when I came in uh, came up to uh, emotional or odd problem in my life I usually kept my mouth shut about it because I don't want to talk about it with anybody else I don't I maybe it comes along with trust trust issues. And uh you know I wouldn't talk to my friends about it and about my problems. I wouldn't talk to my family about my problems. I bottled it up. And eventually good friends and good family would be like what's wrong? And then I'd be like nothing. Leave me alone. And good friends and good family uh, unfortunately, will pester you and bug you until you get it off your until you get it off your chest because they can see that whatever's happening in your life is toxic. So telling my friend, uh, telling my coworkers who I also consider friends and family, that didn't seem too bad. I would give them a little bit of a hint of what's going on in my life just to get them to leave me alone. And, but I would put that fake smile on my face and, you know, still t- tell my usual jokes and all that stuff when I was behind the bar. But unfortunately, this, this is, this was the situation. Uh I can talk about it now because it's been psh, shit years. And uh I just broke up with my girlfriend and it was, it wasn't sudden. It wasn't anything, uh, uh, that i didn't see coming but it still upset me and uh she uh she and i talked about it we broke up and then uh other things uh happened in between and then all of a sudden i I guess i got dark and it uh all i all i did was just go into work do my work go home that's all i wanted to do and sleep 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 love sleep And, uh, it, you know, I tried to keep all that information away from my customers because, uh, I didn't want them to know. I didn't want to talk to them about it because some of the customers, I, you know, they, one customer in particular admitted to me that they had listened to, they had me listen to a lot of their problems. They felt they owed me one, but I didn't feel the same way and I didn't want them uh, didn't want to burden my problems on them. One customer in particular, I have no idea. He, uh, since I worked in a small town, it did not take long for news of my relationship getting around, uh, being ended. And, you know, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that the next guy in line, because a lot of, uh, a lot of guys had a crush on her and, uh, uh you know i'm sure i i was always kind of surprised as soon as i stepped down the next guy didn't all of a sudden jump up and say hey want to go out and or whatever but uh that that's not a slight against my ex-girlfriend that that's just the way i saw things but words started getting around town and uh you know unfortunately when you work in a small town news travels fast, and small-town mentality. Everybody knows. Everybody wants to help you out, wants to get the skinny, I think, uh, was part uh, part of it. They just wanted to know, hey, what the hell happened? And one guy I got particularly nasty to because, now well, let's face it, I didn't like him much to begin with. And uh, he all of a sudden comes over to me and he says so uh, uh you and your girlfriend broke up huh yeah that's that sucks you want to talk about it and i just stopped and i looked up at him and i said why the fuck would i want to talk about it with you and if thinking back on it now he caught me at a bad point and i don't think he ever took it as bad as i you know looked back on it now uh because usually people when they say hey I was just trying to offer you an olive branch you didn't have to be a dick well some uh you know I was going through a rough patch right then and there and yeah I uh you set me off um yeah but he didn't take it nearly as bad as he probably could have especially in this day and age I mean a lot of people sit back and say that they're the victim on every damn thing out there and uh really I was sitting there uh you know being pissed off at the world and didn't want to talk about it and especially didn't want to talk about it with him because i didn't like him i didn't trust him and so he left me alone i uh after that he uh you know i he still came into the bar every now and then but he knew better than to try to pry into my own personal life but everybody thinks that that they're the bartender's friend. You know, they make friends with the bartender, and they think that, oh, we're okay, now we're good friends because we talk all the time. You know, and the customer, sometimes the customer don't realize that the reason why we're talking to them is because we're kind of paid to. And so they feel like, okay, we're, we're close, uh, and so we uh, maybe they'll share their problems with me too. No, not in my case. Uh, I, I bottled everything up, and... Uh, You know, there were are a very select few who I will share my problems with, but I have a real problem with that just because I don't like burdening people with my issues. And so while I'm working behind the bar and I'm trying to deal with this crap mentally and I'm just like, okay, just concentrate on your work, just pour the drinks if you don't want to talk, get the person away, introduce them to the next uh, person next to him on the bar. Do whatever it is you got to do just so you don't have to talk. Or have a subject in your head that uh, you can talk about instead of that to get your mind completely off it. I, that's, you know, that's where my extensive knowledge of Star Trek, the Beatles, Metallica uh, all comes into play. Because I can stand in there and I can uh, practically give a high school lecture on the Beatles and... Uh, you know, take up a whole semester and give a test that is impossible to pass. But, you know, that uh, that's beside the point. And I just, you know, I bottled my uh, I bottled everything up and I sat back and figured, you know, after a while, some of my friends even tried to alert it to me. They said, you got to get this off your chest because festering on all this stuff, trying to get through all your problems by yourself, when you're behind the bar, is toxic. It's toxic to you. It's toxic to your business. Your customers will eventually get scared away. So that therein lies my question. You know, do you wear your heart out on your sleeve when you're working behind the bar? I, you know, this bartender sits back and uh, says, "No, uh, don't, don't do that." Just because, uh, you know, I. I don't want to talk about my problems and you know, the point of me being behind the bar is to make sure everybody else is having a good time. And I'm not letting everybody have a good time. If I'm sitting there going, see, she said she'd always love me or whatever problem, uh, that you might have. And it might've been one of those important times where you needed, uh, what what is it? I refer to it now nowadays, a a uh, uh, a mental health day off. And, you know, it's the same as a sick day. It's just you got to get the shit straight in your head, and because you are making yourself sick by letting all this really toxic stuff fester in your body, and you're sitting here, there trying to forget it all by just concentrating on your work, and. Yeah, it is toxic because uh, at the time when this all happened, I had two jobs. I was both bartending and I was working for the local newspaper. And the local newspaper took full advantage of every single minute of every single day that I had off. I I mean, I could pick up a bar shift here and there, sure. But uh, all the other bartenders, they need to work too. And taking a mental health day when you're a bartender since... We don't have majority of the bartenders, at least in the United States, because uh, I've talked to a couple bartenders outside the United States. Uh, majority of the bartenders and servers, we don't have sick days. We don't go to work. We don't make money. So, you know, you gotta in at the time I was sitting there thinking, I gotta put emotion, leave emotion at the door, and just go to work. And because I need to, I can't sit. And wallow in pity and, uh, and self doubt and all that crap, uh, just, uh, and, uh, you know, and not make money because I got bills to pay. And, uh, especially when you go through about a depression and all of a sudden everything on Amazon looks like something that you need. How many people there out there can relate to that? Well, listen up, uh, bartenders and servers. Yeah uh being t- uh just wallowing in whatever problems that you're having you need help and because there's sometimes there's just those walls that you hit that you just can't get past and just cuz your lack of understanding or maybe even you you enjoy the pain I, I don't know and it's just the type of person that you are but every once in a while, there are uh, moments, times where you sit back and say, "You know, you can tell, you can tell that you're just not going to get uh, get past this, and without some kind of uh, therapy, and shop therapy, that is uh, one of the more dangerous ones because you're spending a shit ton of money." on odds are crap that you don't need, but somehow it makes you happy uh, or at least fills a little bit. What do they call that? Filling a little bit of a void uh, of from what you're missing, whether, uh, whether it's a lost loved one or a failed relationship or something like that. We all go through it. That's the big thing that uh, a lot of us need to understand is that every everybody goes through it and it, the, You know, when you're behind the bar, you're the entertainer. And I've often sat back and wondered how stand-up comedians uh, or actors of any kind can bring a performance. And they've got something uh, uh, going on in the back of their head and still be able to perform, still be able to entertain, still make people uh, enjoy their presence. Like weird al yankovic uh his parents right he was notified right before a show that uh his parents had passed away now weird al yankovic uh you know we all know him we all love uh love his work, and he is all comedy, but how do you take the stage and be funny and entertaining when you've just gotten uh incredible? soul punching news like that and but he handled it well he walked up on stage and said something to the effect of uh i just has uh had got some horrible news uh we'll still do the show but unfortunately we won't do uh the autograph signings and stuff like that after the show uh and his fans were very understanding except for some of the people on the internet, because people on the internet and social media, most of them are dicks. But, uh, and Robin Williams, one of my biggest comedy heroes, uh, most brilliant improv artist of all time, Uh, this guy went out of his way all the time to make people laugh. Uh, You know, did trips to the USO, didn't tell anybody he was doing it. He just did it. Uh... He talk about people would talk about that when he was on set for movies that he would make, he was making, he would take the time to entertain the crew. uh, You know, all the guys holding the microphones, the key grips, the uh, all the people you that you see at the end of the movie during the credits, but don't really pay attention to because you're waiting for an end credit scene nowadays. He would take the time to entertain people anywhere, anytime, but he was, having problems and and it resulted in his uh, unfortunate passing. And so that's almost kind of a wake up call to some of us because none of us knew that Robin Williams was having a problem. And uh, so as an entertainer, when you're behind the bar, you got to uh, not only take care of yourself, Physically, I mean, uh, yeah, the, that whole coronavirus thing right now. You can wear a mask behind the bar if you want. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, like I mentioned in a uh, previous podcast, we're always wiping our hands with that sanitizer rag, and uh, whether we just wipe down a the table, then we wipe down our hands, and then maybe throw the sanitizer rag into the back into the sanitizer bucket, pull out another rag. Um, that's the whole physical aspect of being a bartender, but the mental aspect, uh, you are trying to entertain people you're trying to uh issue proper service but you're not paying attention to yourself anymore you're uh and that's pretty much when you need help it took me a long long time to sit back and realize i can't uh i can't do this on my own anymore this i'm uh Snap, I'm um, snapping at people. I'm not talking to people anymore. Starting to lose friends because I'm being a dick or not talking to them anymore. Shutting myself off from the world because that's what it felt like I needed to do. And which brings us to the most important thing. Not only do you have to take care of yourself physically, you have to take care of yourself mentally. Yes, bartenders and servers, mentally, you need to take care of yourself because you are bombarded. Every day with everybody else's problems, everybody else's quirks, everybody else's attitude, and there is there much you can do about it? No, because uh, your boss might get mad at you uh, if somebody smarts off to you, and you sn- smart off by right uh, right back, and then all of a sudden they get a, your customer gets offended and uh, goes running to your boss saying that you're a jerk. Well. You know, like uh, all of us do, that the odds are the customer was a dick first, but you snap back and the boss has to take you aside and say, you have to be nice if they're a good boss. Other bar- other bosses would probably either write you up or fire you. But every once in a while, you do get that cool boss that understands that you're going through a problem right then and there, and we'll stick up for you. you once you find a boss like that, stick with that boss, because they back you up, uh, and... You know, that that it's just a good feeling when you know that your boss has your back no matter what. But if you right now are behind the bar and having some kind of problem, failed relationship, you just lost a loved one, even if you know, in some cases your dog was sick or something like that, give yourself permission once again, just uh just like LD Moreau says in her book, Think Like a Bartender, take some give yourself permission to take some time off, get your head on straight, and then come back. And it's tough to do, yeah, because we don't have uh, sick leave, but you need to give yourself a little bit of time. And if time isn't working, find a good friend that you can sit and talk to, or go find a family member. And if those aren't available, there are loads. And loads of people that you are uh, that you can go talk to support either support groups, or if you're like me and uh, don't like the idea of support groups, uh, go t- talk to a psychologist. Uh, psychologists are available whenever you need them, you, and in fact, they're available because you pay them. And so, sit down, talk, get it off your chest, and then you'll be able to move on with your life. That's, um, um, my sister was telling me when I was going through a little bit of a rough patch to go see a, uh, go see a psychologist. And I said, I actually said, no, I don't want to go see a psychologist because I don't like the idea of a psychologist. I don't want to talk to somebody, uh, uh, some stranger about my problems or, you know, burden somebody new about my problems. And my sister reminded me that's what they're there for. Yeah. You, know, you just, Go talk, get it off your chest, and go and see the psychologist. It uh, felt good to get a lot of stuff off my chest. I don't necessarily feel like I walked away from seeing that psychologist feeling good, refreshed, or have new tools to uh, build a new life or new weapons to take on uh, whatever life throws at me. I didn't really feel like that, but just to be able to talk uh, to somebody other than myself because I'm no help uh, I I even make fun of myself I call myself an idiot and or call myself a jerk or maybe you, maybe they uh, broke up with you because you were you're a schmuck and, or you know I because well you know yourself is the worst uh, the worst person. Most of the time, to talk to about pro, uh, about your own problems, because even you don't understand what your problems are. Wow, that's kind of profound. I I, uh, I kind of made that up on the fly. Ah, take it from it what you want. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, cut out all that noise. Let's move on to today's musical guest. There I go deflecting again. Ah, whatever. Hailing from Staten Island, New York, uh, this is Red Vox from their album, Another Light. Here is Red Vox with Settle for Less. I'm From their album Another Light, that was Red Vox with their single Settle for Less. If you want to find out more about redbox.com, head on over to Bandcamp.com and search them out. They've also got their own website, redvox.com. You can find them on all the social media pages. And yeah, just go check them out. They got a lot of great stuff out there. And, you know, if you want to, you're a band, you want to be featured on my show, all you have to do is email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. That's it, everybody. That's last call. Just remember, if you take anything away from this show that I talked about today, you know, if you're having a little bit of a problem, you do have friends, you do have family, and uh, if all else fails, go talk to a psychologist. Get that stuff off your chest and move on with your life. Because you know, it being uh, being in some kind of emotional strait, you do have it does affect. Your work it does affect your customers it affects all everybody around you and i'm not saying you have to be the one that holds everybody uh, together but you also don't have to be the one that brings everybody down either as always special thanks to lower hope and the arctones for giving me my theme song for this podcast uh if you want to go check them out you can also go find them on bandcamp.com you can also there are all over all the streaming services and you can also find them on uh youtube uh, special thanks to Adventures in Drinks and Bars uh, for letting me know about the Loon Fart. Uh, go check them out. They're, uh, they're available on Instagram. Uh, they're really cool people. Uh, special thanks also to Red Vox for letting me use their single Settle for Less. And go check them out wherever you stream your musics. And... As usual, people, it's like I always love to end this show. I want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good
1: night.